This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Good evening, everyone. It is late night on the East Coast, uh, Wednesday, heading into Thursday. Uh, but want to get this up uh, uh, because uh, the Masters is here. Uh, wish I could have gotten this recorded earlier, but, uh, you know, it is uh, say la vie, as they say. But uh, just the end of the golf season is upon us uh, with the restart and everything else. I mean, obviously, the Masters... Uh, comes much earlier in the year before the PGA Championship, but you know, with COVID and the pandemic, and you know, obviously we got a whole lot more going on in the world. Uh, but you know, that's neither here nor there. So we're going to talk uh, some golf uh, tonight, and I'll give my uh, thoughts on the slate itself and just the field itself, uh, just to kind of condense it as to what I think is going to happen with the Masters this year. Uh, you know, we've got weather involved uh, with the rain uh, for the Masters this year, but we know where the course is. It's Augusta National, the most famous golf course in the world. Uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do to change the Masters. So the golfers are going to know this course. Uh, you know, we're going to have some first timers, but I mean, everyone has been watching Augusta for so many years now. Uh, you've got a number of par fives. You got very long par fours. You know, it's, uh, there's, uh, the, the, the amount of, uh, memorable, uh, holes, uh, to uh, kind of talk through. I mean, hole 12, uh, probably the most famous par three golf, like, like the, the most famous par three in the world, uh, with Hogan bridge, uh, you know, uh, so many golfers trip up, uh, at 12, even though it's a par three, you've got a uh, 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 number 10, which typically is the doomsday <laughs> scenario for uh, many a golfer, including Rory McIlroy. I mean, there are just uh, a number of uh, uh, holes that, uh, you know, folks uh, are going to have uh, their uh, favorites on and just uh, what... Uh, you know, what people are going to be uh, looking at, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, every year brings something different uh, uh, to the uh, the tournament and just uh, the walk. And it's going to be eerie. I, I'll, I will say this without question, you know, and obviously you're trying to be as careful as possible. Seeing the Masters played without, uh, spectators is going to be insane. Uh, you know, I, you know, it, it is, it is what it is. We, we, we got to try to be safe and, 
you know, with these record cases, you know, it everything makes sense. It's just so weird gonna be seeing this tournament uh, without spectators. Uh, you know, it's just there's just no getting around it. You know, watching the Masters for uh, the better part of 25 years, uh, you know, and even as I'm saying this, it's just like I've been watching the Masters as long as I've been watching uh, Jeopardy as a kid and, you know, thinking about Alex Trebek, you know, I'm going on a tangent here, but it's just I've got so many memories of different events uh, over the years that I've been uh, privy to and and watching and you know it's just it, it's it's gonna be a different experience for 2020 that's for certain but um yeah let me get into uh what i'm talking about here just from just so you guys have a, a kind of scale for uh what uh what i'm, I'm gonna be uh, discussing so in terms of uh the uh the number are of uh the number of holes that, you know, you're going to like hear people talking about uh, uh, throughout the tournament itself. Uh, you know, the hardest holes are going to be number 10, 11 and four. That's pretty much uh, uh, going to be the hardest holes. I mean, there are other places to trip up as well at Augusta. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, those three are usually the uh most likely stumbling blocks uh, for golfers. And, you know, in terms of it, it, some of the easier holes that you got to nail, if you really want to make up ground, uh, it's going to be 15, 13, and two. Uh, you know, uh, it's, you just got to, you got to nail the par fives. Um, it's just, uh, it's just that simple. So uh, the first uh, par five is going to be hole number two. Uh, but, you know, when you get a chance at a par five at Augusta, you have you have to uh you have to get a good drive and you've got to have good iron play and you've got to be able to putt there's just uh there's no getting around it if you're going to win the masters you're going to need to be able to have good uh, a good game around the green either that or you're going to have to bomb the ball and have good iron play it's like you you got to be able to have distance like if you can't get uh you can't get tee to green uh, then you're gonna have to be an excellent iron player. There's just no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. This is a very straightforward uh, approach to how things are gonna go. And you know, for last year, and it's crazy to think about how much time has passed since Tiger won uh, in 2019. But you know, even at Tiger's uh, health declining with the back and everything else, and no longer being able to drive the ball. Uh, uh, at the same distance of being crushing it uh, the way uh, he used to, you know, Tiger's short uh, uh, all around uh, game uh, with irons in, in his short game. That's what was the difference. And, you know, he won, uh, you know, minus 13. But, you know, realistically, if I, I kind of went back and, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's funny sometimes, uh, you know, uh, you look back and and, and kind of think about things you've done. Uh, you know, I once had a research paper I did in college uh, for an econometrics course. Uh, uh, and for those of you who don't know what econometrics is, it is the mathematics of econo- uh, economics. Uh, so you're you're finding different uh, ways of testing uh, different theories and uh, variables uh, 
to see what uh, makes the uh, what you can uh, actually prove as a case. And, you know, what I was trying to prove was just uh, in terms of golf, what matters the most. And, you know, back then, uh, and I think it still kind of holds true today uh, well, in terms of winnings uh, for golf tournaments, it ends up being driving distance and, and uh, accuracy uh, by and large. And then, you know, even if you're not accurate with your driver, if you have strong iron play, that actually counts uh, more uh, towards the overall variables of uh, uh, of uh, being uh, uh, having positive correlation to your uh, your overall game. You know, you can survive. Uh, you can survive not being accurate, uh, but if you don't have the uh, if you don't have uh, great iron play to balance out uh, a lack of drive, driving distance, it, you know, you're, you're pretty much dead in the water. Uh, you know, uh, putting, yes, putting can, uh, can kill you from uh, winning a golf tournament, but, you know, be, just being a great putter won't save you from the other aspects of uh, major tournaments. And it's just, it just kind of bore itself out over the years. And, you know, I, 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 if, if I, if I had the ability to do, uh, 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 remember how to do some of these, uh, uh, regression tables again, uh, I think the data would even bear out, uh, even more, uh, uh, more tilted today. So, uh, as I, uh, you know, as I'm rambling on here, uh, what, uh, what's the point I'm getting at? Uh, the point I'm getting at is, you know, with the weather uh, slated for, uh, as it's uh, stated, with additional rain at Augusta, uh, the it's it's the greens are going to be wet. Means the course is going to play longer, and by longer, I mean you're not going to get nearly as much rolling on uh, the ball as it lands uh, on the green. So, uh, you know, sometimes you, you the ball may land, and you're going to get more of a bouncing effect uh, with the ball. You know. It's just not going to be necessarily the case with uh, the greens being wet. And while they have drainage systems and other measures at the golf course, you know, it, the weather's the weather. It's it's just going to likely play longer. And so if it's playing longer, you got to uh, be able to have guys that can uh, get the ball down the course. Uh, you know, folks that can uh, try to get uh, uh you know, if you can if you can get a birdie on a uh, on like number eleven, which is a par par four, but it's a, over five hundred yards. You know, it's the it's the beginning of Amen Quarter. Uh, you know, the the toughest stretch of uh, of uh, where you're going because you're going from eleven to twelve. Uh, you know, and then they, and round it out with uh, uh, thirteen, which is the par five. You know, this is like kind of like where you're hitting the home stretch of the golf course uh, for every round. So like I said, I want to have guys that can drive the ball or are going to be excellent iron players. So for me personally, you got to start at the top. I mean, my, like my three favorites to win uh, the tournament, Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, and John Rahm. It like clear cut. The, like the uh, uh, top three players uh, to expect that the Vegas uh, books agree, you know, the, realistically, it, those are the best options of winning the tournament. And, and it's, I don't think it's even close. Uh, 
you know, uh, Bryson is a uh, uh, plus seven fifty. Uh, DJ is next in line, uh, plus eight fifty. Uh, Rom plus a thousand. And then uh, you, you're rounding out with uh, Rory, uh, Justin Thomas uh, at twelve hundred each. Uh, Xander uh, Shoffley is plus sixteen hundred. Brooks Kepa uh, plus sixteen hundred. Uh, you know Brooks could be in that mix too if he was healthy. Uh, you know I still haven't seen enough from Brooks uh, Brooks to be really positive about him. Um, you know I'll talk about him a bit, uh, but uh, you know n- not not necessarily uh, looking in that direction. Patrick Cantlay uh, plus twenty five hundred. Uh, it could be interesting. Uh, you know I I just. I, there's nothing wrong with Cantlay. It's just, you know, the top three are just, to me, are that much more positioned uh, uh, to be at the top of the leaderboard. You know, some of these other guys, you know, yeah, I, I would not even be shocked to see them in the top five. But to win it all, I, you know, I, you're going to have to do a lot to beat uh, uh, beat uh, Bryson, Dustin, and Rom. Now, and I'll say this with the caveat. Uh Bryson, while he's the overall favorite to win the tournament, in head-to-heads, if you're looking at the betting market, Bryson is actually the underdog versus Dustin Johnson, Rom, and Rory, and JT. Why is that? If he's the overall favorite to win the tournament, why is he the underdog versus the other uh, some of these other golfers? And I'll explain how the books uh, did this. Basically... The expectation is that Bryson has the potential to absolutely destroy this golf course. There's a potential for Bryson uh, and a pathway for Bryson to get there where he's going to be 18 under par, uh, anywhere from 18 under par to 21, 22 under par. Like he could easily destroy this golf course uh, with the way he approaches the game. And what what is his approach to the game? Basically, Bryson's all about the science of the game. How much extra distance can I get off the uh, off the tee, and what uh, what can I do uh, to lengthen every club uh, to the golf course where I'm, you know, I'm driving it with a bomb. I'm hitting it 350 plus yards. Uh, I, you know, whether I'm using a wedge uh, as opposed to an iron, just try to get as much distance as humanly possible uh, on all these uh, on the, on all these longer holes. So that, you know what? Uh, I mean, uh, the way Bryce is approaching is that he's going to try to turn the par fives into a par four, the par threes into par. Uh, I mean, the par uh, fours into par threes, or even a uh, get there in two sh- uh, shots. Like he's going to try some crazy stuff. There's no doubt. Now, there's a possibility that it, it spectacularly backfires and he misses the cut uh, because the cut this year is the top 50 uh, make it plus ties. So you got a, a, a golf tournament with 80 golfers, uh, you know, half the field's going to make the cut. And I, I should also say this for those of you who are on the uninitiated side. Uh, it's not the top, top golf, just the top golfers in the world that are qualified for the Masters. Any past champion for the Masters uh, will qualify as well. So you're going to see uh, uh, VJ is singing in there. You're going to see Freddie Couples in there. Uh, you're going to see a Trevor. Uh, uh, actually, uh, it looks like Trevor Immelman uh, 
uh, pulled out. But you're going to see uh, uh, some folks in there that you're, you're kind of surprised at uh, 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 seeing playing in there, like Jose Maria Alizabo, Larry Mize, uh, Sandy Lyle is still in there, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, and some legends of golf uh, uh, still playing in the Masters. Uh, Bernard Longer, like you're gonna be seeing some uh, 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 past champions in there, uh, you know, and you know, again, it's a it's a, tradi- a tradition where uh, you know you see these past champions uh, uh, play in uh, the modern game and just the respect paid to. Uh, uh, some of these legends in the sport by the modern golfers, you know, it's, it's cool. They get to uh, play alongside their idols. It, it's just uh, one of the uh, nice and unique things about the masters. But uh, with that all being said, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm just kind of saying to myself, you know, if I'm betting this, I'm betting this where I'm just going to be look, uh, looking straight at uh, Bryson DJ Rom, and then you know, I I, I think the the uh, the next guy that I would probably take a play on would be Tony Finau at plus uh, twenty eight hundred. And again, the knock on Finau is Finau usually tends to play extremely well, and then you know, just when it comes to the final day, can't put it together. And I mean, there's no, uh, there's no <laughs> golf course with greater pressure on you than Augusta National on the uh, heading into the final day. Uh, but you know, the way I kind of look at it is that if uh, Sergio Garcia can finally win a major and be the Masters, I gotta think Fidel. One of these days, it's gonna happen. His game perfectly translates to Augusta. He's a bomber. He can putt like he can do it all. It's just about a matter of uh, can he get it over the hump? So from a betting standpoint, uh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take a flyer on uh, Tony Finau uh, at twenty eight hundred. But my, my main plays are going to be JT. It's going to be Rom, and it's going to be uh, uh, you know I'll have some exposure to JT, but it's going to be a lot of it's going to be Rom, DJ, and Bryson. I, I just think that they're clear cut. Uh, that much better. I I don't necessarily get the fascination with uh, Rory this year because post restart, Rory just has not clicked. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, he had a baby like uh, in the middle, uh, like post pandemic, in the middle of the return from golf. Uh, you know, people thought the, his game was coming back together post restart, but he still hasn't had any signature wins or anything of note where he's in like top three. It's like, it's been very haphazard. Like he's been kind of in the mix, but not really in the mix. And, you know, I just, I just don't really have room for Roy from a betting standpoint or a DFS standpoint, because I just think there are better options uh, uh, to consider. So uh, uh, Roy, uh, uh, while I haven't X'd him out of my player pool, uh, it, it just, he's just not really a factor. So when it comes right down to it, uh, when I'm putting together my, uh, my overall, uh, uh breakdown for the masters this year, I'm, I, I want the bomber. So I want a combination. If I'm putting together, uh, my DFS lineups for DraftKings and FanDuel, I really want to have exposure to Bryson, uh, Rom, 
or uh, uh, Dustin. It, it, it's just that simple. You know, it, it's going to be a lot of concentration around those guys. And from uh, uh, from an overall standpoint, the way I see my main lineup going, uh, you know, it's a, it's it's probably going to be uh, you know on DraftKings, uh, you know. Dustin Johnson got mispriced on DraftKings. So I'll, I'll say that from the outset. Uh, you know, uh, Dustin Johnson had the uh, he didn't have a positive COVID test. He was uh, he was at high risk because someone uh, he was at, in cl- close proximity to had a po- uh, positive test. So no one knew if Dustin was going to be cleared. Uh, you know, you know what was he going to be positive? Because if he tested positive, obviously he wasn't going to be in the Masters. You know, there was a whole lot of a uh, uh, whole lot of angst about that, and so DraftKings kind of priced the angst in that you know there's a good chance uh, Dustin Johnson may be scrambling at the last minute to qualify for the Masters by getting multiple negative tests, and you just don't know. Uh, and so they priced him at, at ten thousand. You know, when ideally from a DFS perspective, you know. You're pricing guys closer uh, in uh, in that price range to ten five or even eleven thousand or more. So uh, Dustin being at ten k, I mean, just kind of writes itself. Um, so uh, when you uh, factor Dustin in, like he should be in your player pool regardless. So then the decision point comes down to: Do I want Rom or do I want Bryson? Uh, uh, Rom will run you ten five, uh, which again not 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 bad at all considering the uh, potential win equity uh, that he has. So uh, you 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 don't you can't be complaining about price there. So uh, you know it's either Rom uh, for me or you play Bryson at eleven two. Uh, you know Justin Thomas at ten seven. You know like I said. Uh, it's nothing wrong with Justin Thomas. It, it's just that at that price point, why am I playing Justin Thomas when I can play uh, Rom or DJ for far less and still be able to fit in Bryson? Uh, playing Justin Thomas, you know, folks want to be different and try to get off of ownership percentage. I don't think Bryson's going to be that high owned because I think people are going to be a little bit more uh, apprehensive about playing Bryson at his price tag because of some of the lower price golfers you're going to need to uh, fit in uh, uh, at that price point to get under the $50,000 cap. Um, But I'm perfectly fine with it. So, you know, with uh, this particular build, I'll do it with uh, Rom first. So Rom, uh, Dustin Johnson. So obviously uh, that accounts uh, for uh, $20,500. Next up, I'm going to take Finau at $8,800. You know, I already told you guys how much I like Finau's overall game. You know, uh, you know, and, it, and his price tag at $8,800, you don't even need him to win. You just need him to have a couple of good uh, rounds of golf, be in the top 10, easily pays off value there. Uh, you know, he, he's definitely going to have some birdie stretches as well. So uh, I got no concerns about Finau at all. Uh, from a pricing standpoint on DraftKings. And then, you know, it, it comes down to some of the golfers that you're going to have to get uh, comfortably uncomfortable playing with. Uh, but uh, I like Cam- uh, Cameron Smith at 7,300. Uh, 
a good a good uh, a good driving distance a, a pretty good on uh the greens as well so uh don't necessarily have any concerns about playing him uh just because uh he overall uh, grades out uh, uh pretty effectively in terms of uh what he's going to be able to do because uh you know again good on grass and he's going to at least have uh some uh, uh some uh uh, decent yardage uh, to kind of carry through. So I, I think he, he he's going to be uh, particularly fine as a play. Another guy that, you know, I'm also going to be having exposure to uh, is Sebastian Munoz, who's been absolutely red hot this year uh, with uh, some of his finishes. I mean, he's got six top 10 finishes on, on, on the uh, tour this year. And, you know, one of the cheapest guys you can get in the field at 6,700 at, you know, Munoz has just had a t- terrific run this year, uh, you know, in terms of uh, uh, what he's uh, uh, what he's been able to do uh, this year with, you know, from his T to green game. You know, he's just one of the uh, one of the guys that I think uh, should be very popular uh, if he's, you know, overall, uh, you know, from. Uh, a selection standpoint, I, I expect Munoz to have uh, ownership percentages in in that uh, mid-teen range, and uh, you know, uh, with a field like the Masters, that uh, you're you're gonna get, uh, you're definitely gonna get um, some uh, yeah, some uh, 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 popularity with these picks, but you know, it kind of comes down to what you're you're gonna be willing to play uh, down a little bit lower than Munoz uh, as well, because if you're fitting in uh rom dj or uh, uh bryson you gotta be able to play a couple of 6k guys and my my uh, next pick would be cory connors uh cory connors you know n- not uh not a, a in terms of uh the uh, uh aspect of the game you're worried about is more on the putting side but elite iron player uh you know from the statistical numbers uh, Connors uh, uh, should be one of the best plays on the entire slate. You know, I don't necessarily get it when uh, folks just run away from uh, certain players because, uh, you know, it, it, it could be uh, construed as, uh, uh, as, a, as a liability uh, just because there's some deficiencies in this game. You know, he's got two years experience playing at Augusta. He knows the course. You know he's he's not really uh, gonna be uh, afraid to attack the course. He knows what to expect, and he's getting better every year. Uh, you know, he he's uh, he's definitely so. I'm not I'm not gonna bet him to win the tournament, but you know, at a two hundred and one odds, like that's a that's a pretty good payoff. But you know, I don't think he's winning a, a tournament. But you know, it's not the uh, uh, there's not, there's nothing that I'm, I'm going to be worried about. And, you know, Munoz being 150 to one, um, again, uh, nothing, uh, wrong with Munoz's game. Uh, you know, these guys are going to be pretty good, uh, to round out your roster. And then, like I said, you know, uh, Cam Smith should be popular. He's got three straight cuts, uh, uh, made at Augusta and, uh, uh, you know, he did finish at the top five uh, uh, within the past uh, three years. So I just think, you know, overall, that's the way you should be building out your roster. You know, I don't 
look at it from the standpoint of, oh, well, uh, you know, you, you got favorites and then uh, you, you got uh, folks that are going to be popular. You can't play. The, it's like, no, it's like this is about getting as much uh, uh, points as possible. And, you know, however the chips may fall, they fall. But, you know, you don't run away from a guy just because uh, you think uh, uh, it might be a popular player because popular plays, you know, you're not going to see a 40% owned guy. You know, you may see a guy in uh, approach closer to 30, which I doubt this year, just because there are a number of solid plays. You know, I just think at the end of the day, you have to be prepared to uh, make a move on some of these players and just take a stand. And that's where I kind of look at it. Uh, you know, I like who I like. Uh, I don't have any concerns about uh, playing them and I'm just going to stick with it. Uh, but uh, on the uh, FanDuel side, uh, it's going to change a little bit slightly because of the pricing, but I've got, I've got uh, Dustin. I've got Rom. I got Connor still in there. Uh, 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 but the salaries are going to be different. Um, but on the FanDuel side, I'm going to be playing uh, some Jason Kokrak. And, and again, uh, it's it's the distance. Uh, you know, he's uh, getting good distance. And I'm playing Bubba. Uh, I'm not playing Bubba on DraftKings because uh, Bubba's pricing on DraftKings. It's a little bit too rich for me to consider on DraftKings. Uh, you know, and he's got to be popular on DraftKings. Um, you know. It's just, uh, you know, there, there, there are good, there are good plays on DraftKings. There, I'm not, I'm not saying Bubba's not a good play. It's just that there are more plays I'm gravitating towards. And you know, like I said, sometimes you're, you got to take stands, and you can't play everyone uh, in order to maximize your win equity. So you got to make some decisions. So uh, Bubba didn't make my cut on uh, DraftKings, but on FanDuel, yeah, I, I, I do actually like uh, uh, where Bubba uh, looks uh, uh, from a standpoint of. You know, from his efficiency at uh, being able to uh, get the ball moving, you know, I think uh, Bubba uh, is definitely in play uh, uh, this week. Uh, you know, I, I don't have any doubt playing Bubba. Uh, uh, Pricing-wise, uh, it works out uh, on FanDuel as opposed to DraftKings, but, uh, you know, Nothing uh, that I'm uh, necessarily going to be concerned about uh, from uh, uh, from an optimal standpoint, uh, you know. And Bubba's going to be popular on both sides, so without question. But I would much rather play him on uh, Fanduel than and than trying to squeeze him in on DraftKings. I, I just I don't see I don't see much value in Bubba on DraftKings as opposed to what I can already do. Uh, uh, with a couple other plays. So uh, that's where I kind of uh, leave things off. Uh, you know, it should be a very interesting tournament. Uh, like I said, not having pet spectators, the pressure in the moment, I think it's going to be a little bit different. So I think it's going to take off some of the pressure for the lesser known guys to be able to execute because you don't have to worry about the crowd. You don't, you know, you don't have to worry about hearing the roar from, uh, you know, other parts of the golf course because someone made a big, uh, uh, made a big putt. You know, there's just going to be other factors uh, that come into play now, where it's more tied to the skill set of the player because they don't have to worry about the mental aspect 
of uh, the golf game. So, you know, uh, that's where I will leave things off. I'll get this uploaded just so you guys can uh, listen to this ahead of uh, tea times uh, in the morning and uh, we'll kind of go from there. But uh, best of luck, everyone. Enjoy the Masters. And until next time, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.